On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Bullet Bourbon. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the bourbon and today, rye tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing this week? It's... It's been a week. Um, Absolutely, it is. Before you jump, I, I, I'm sure you got. A, there's a number of things I'm sure you want to yeah. talk about. Before you jump on in, I just want to say to all our listeners out there, pour yourself a glass of bourbon, of bullet bourbon, of the bullet rye, uh, while you listen uh, along to the podcast today. Andy and I are gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna pour ourselves a uh, glass here as well. Um, or if you don't have bullet on you, just make sure you're, you pull yourself some kind of bourbon or some kind of rye and drink along. Of course, there will be a more formal t- uh, portion of the show later on where we do an actual tasting, uh, but Andy and I want to have something uh, to quench our thirst while we go through the show here. Yeah. So Andy, yeah, go tell the folks about uh, how your week was. And I'm going to go ahead and pour us up a couple of it's, here. It's been a week and a half. Um, first of all, on kind of a lighter news, um, for all those Elon Musk and Tesla uh, followers, they recently released a uh, tequila and like a, and like what they see with the um, charging port, like that electrical signal, like a lightning bolt. Uh, what did they, what did they name it? Tesla tequila or Tesla? I've seen Tesla tequila and I've seen Tesquila, or it's like one word. I've seen both. So, so I don't really, really know. I don't know which I, one I, it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know the official name of it. Um, I I think it's kind of hilarious though that they launched that. It was what two hundred. Or two hundred and fifty bucks. Two hundred fifty dollars a bottle for a fifth for seven hundred fifty milliliters, and the, the the bottle shape is absurd yeah. in every way. I love it, but it's just wow. Yeah, I I mean it's 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 absurd. I mean I guess I guess if you're gonna do it though, it, like Elon Musk would be the one to do that. Apparently it started. Yeah, it actually, absolutely, he'd be the one to do it. Apparently it started off as a controversial April Fool's Day joke. Uh, and about the automaker possibly filing for bankruptcy, and uh, now it's actually become a real live uh, product, and it's a product that's going to be pretty much selling at the high end of the market. There, yeah, I mean, for pretty much all standard fare alcoholic products, it's going to be an expensive one, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, as of now, I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on it or linger too uh, long. I'm not a lingerer. I'm not a fucking lingerer, Andy. Yeah. But I figured because of some consequences that might take place here um, regarding the bourbon industry, you maybe wanted to uh, mention something regarding as well the uh, the presidential election. Because as of now, it certainly looks like Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the United States. Yeah. So um, as of right now, for anybody who is not in the U.S. or doesn't follow. U.S. news. Um, Which as of right, no as, one. <laughs> yeah, definitely, no one's paying attention to this right Every, now. Everyone's following the, the election. <laughs> yeah. Um, as of right now, it's as far as I've seen, is yet to be certified results, this and two, we'll see. This is two forty one p.m. on Saturday, uh, November seventh, for the record. Yeah. Um, so as of right now, pretty much polls, exit polls from all the states, and vote counts from all the states. Um, Pending official review and any legal challenges from Trump that he's so far submitted or alleged he'll submit uh, going forward. Joe Biden is the projected uh, election winner. So, How is that going to impact the bourbon industry? Because you mentioned that to me before we started recording. And I didn't even realize um, – I've obviously been following the election closely, but I didn't even realize that there were bur- you know, bourbon-related issues. Yeah, so – this will so this will primarily affect for all of um, primarily this is going to affect both the bourbon 
and U.S. alcohol business as well as uh, European alcohol businesses. Because currently, if these results are ratified and the electors vote in Joe Biden, uh, that means Donald Trump is lost. As of right now, Donald Trump, he has enacted several different tariffs on at least several um, European products, primarily Irish whiskeys and Scotch whiskeys. Um, I think in the order of about 25% on them in European Union, against the European Union. And Scotch the Euro- price has gone up because of that? Uh, I think a little bit. Some brands that I've paid attention to have gone up a little bit in like stores what? around here. Logavulin, uh, I think, is one. They typically I could get them for around a hundred bucks. I think they're around one twenty, one thirty now. McAllen go up. I don't know if McAllen gone up. I uh, went up. I haven't paid too much attention to them yet, but I would imagine they have. And then, likewise, the European Union has uh, rallied their own tariffs against uh, the bourbon industry. Of course. So if Joe Biden is in fact victorious and elected. I would imagine he's probably going to sit here and uh, do away with some of those tariffs, which could, at least in the United States, um, I don't know how it would affect prices globally, but at least in the United States, bring down some of our uh, probably whiskey prices as a whole, maybe even some of the European wine, uh, gin, other prices. Are we really convinced, though, that Joe Biden will uh, remove those tariffs? Because Bernie Sanders is a pretty pro-tariff guy. And Bernie Sanders has come out multiple times saying Joe Biden will be the most progressive president in the history of the country. So maybe uh, if he leans to- more towards that Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, AOC-style economic policy, it's very possible he won't remove those tariffs. Very, very possibly. I mean, as far as I've paid attention to, um, we don't know officially. I have not heard if Biden would or would not do away with the tariffs. But as of right now, potentially— there's a chance that they could go away versus the certainty of right now with Trump. And if Trump is end up victorious with his lawsuits overturn, however many, if any of the States that he's suing in, seems unlikely. he would keep them. He would probably keep the tariffs. Right. All right. But well, that's just the news on it. We'll have to uh, definitely keep an eye on all that. And we'll of course uh, keep everyone, yeah. all of our listeners informed. All right, Dandy, I think it's that time. Why don't we jump right on in? And uh, why don't you tell the uh, the world out there everything they need to know about Bullet Bourbon? Sure thing. Yeah, this was a um, so Bullet. This is kind of one of those brands that I'm I've been a steady drinker of. I know you've been a steady drinker of John. I'm a big uh, fan. Yeah. Yeah, we're both fans of them. They're a good brand. I like them. It was one of the first bourbons I really kind of got into, actually. Yeah, I, it was, I would and say, it was one of the first ryes I really got into yeah. as well. I'd say they were probably one of the first three I got into as well. Um, but they were a brand. They're an older brand. I don't know that they've been continuously operating, but they were first founded in 1830 by uh, their namesake, Augustus Bullet. That's such a badass name. <laughs> yeah, that is Augustus a- Bullet. Doesn't he sound like a Civil War general or something? <laughs> that that sounds that sounds like that. So that would be somebody with military connections, right? For sure. Yeah, it's All like the- he should be like a, a like a spy for MI6 with that name. Yeah. Like Jack Reacher, better watch out. Augustus Bullet. You don't yeah. want to cross Augustus Bullet. <laughs> or even like, like some. He's like a John Wick style killer. Yeah, or even like somebody like that would be one of like the, um, like one of the frontier cowboys or something in America to right. you too. Oh yeah, that is, which that, is that is a super cowboyish name. <laughs> yeah, which is something they've kind of styled themselves out to be. But yeah, originally, what do, they, what do they call themselves? They call a, them the frontier, frontier whiskey. Yeah, but originally he was a tavern keeper. 
and he wanted to uh, when he founded them, and it was something that he kind of wanted to bring a new whiskey to the market. Okay, I think he was a tavern keeper in Kentucky. I don't remember exactly where. At that so. point, uh, Kentucky was pro- in eighteen thirty. Kentucky kind of was probably the frontier in a lot of ways because For, yeah. people hadn't really moved started hadn't moving that too far. far out into the country. Yeah. Uh, they were definitely on the west westernmost edge of the United States at that time. Yeah. Um, and he just wanted to produce a whiskey for that time that was new and revolutionary. Uh, just bring a new product to market, and so he did. And he had he had experimented a lot with um, trying to create multiple different products, um, whiskey and bourbon products that at the time a lot of them just were not very successful. Um, right. In the end, though, he did figure out he did end up coming out with one. Uh, at the time, the original mash bill, um, which is not the same as their new mash bill, uh, was about a two thirds rye to one third corn, which by today's standards would technically make it a rye whiskey. Um, although, like I said, that was has since been done away with yeah, since they kind of reinvented themselves. That was the original. Yeah, I just pulled this up here. It looks like the states uh, west of Kentucky. Um, at least parts of the states that were maybe uh, Missouri, were best of Kentucky, included at that time in eighteen thirty, included Illinois, Missouri, uh, Arkansas, and Louisiana. So yeah. still one of the most <laughs> western states. And, yeah. And Missouri, Illinois, Arkansas, Louisiana, the states probably were not very. Uh, they were probably not very. You know, they were probably very sparsely populated at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested. They are. They obviously on the bottle. They they brand themselves the Frontier Whiskey. Other than that, how do they kind of sell themselves as that type of cowboy? Uh, whiskey frontier whiskey style uh, bourbon you know i haven't i don't remember how they exactly really sold themselves as that um i i, I as a, i think that's kind of something that they really have in recent years since they've had a resurgence um since about 1987 when actually his i think great great grandson or great 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 grandson uh tom bullet he pretty much brought the brand out of hiatus, really brought them back as um, bullet bourbon again, bullet whiskey. Um, and this is where they brought it back down to a high rye bourbon instead of a, what would technically now be a rye uh, whiskey. Um, so he brought in 68% corn, 28% rye, and a 4% uh, malted barley mash bill there. Um, and I think that that's really, I think where kind of that frontier whiskey or frontier bourbon, um, moniker and branding really came out, which you kind of honor the heritage of Augustus bullet, but at the same time, um, maybe tone down some of what the product used to be, um, styled as and produced as. Right. Uh, and they've, they've changed hand, hands over a few years, um. About a decade after they were kind of brought back by Tom, uh, Seagram's bought them out in 97. And then like two years after that, they were widely reintroduced into the U.S. in 1999, right before the turn of the uh, millennium. Right. And then kind of fell into some hard times. Seagram's did, rather, uh, after that. I think in... I want to say 03 or 04, uh, Diageo bought them out after Seagram's kind of started selling off some of their various different brands. And once Diageo bought them out, they kind of started distilling them, at least for a time, until the new Shelbyville location has been uh, 
built up and now able to distill there. They were um, able to still at their um, Kieran distillery in Lawrenceburg, which was the Four Roses distillery. And okay. I, th- I think actually what Four Roses uses now um, as their distillery. But like I said, they actually have a um, new distillery out in Shelbyville, Kentucky, which is kind of on the outskirts of um, Louisville there. That's where they're at now? Yeah, that's where they're at now. Um, and that distillery is solely for Bullet. That's all that's produced there. Um, although they actually, fun side note to that, they actually have their like their gift shop and where they do all their tours for Bullet. Um and this is the location I went to to actually do the bullet tour. It was at the uh, Stetzel Weller Distillery there in Shelbyville. Uh, and that's where you can buy like a lot of their products. Uh, you can buy some uh, Blade & Bow there. It's a pretty like it's a pretty modern-looking facility, isn't it? The uh, bullet one? Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty modern. It is, it is very, very modern. It's kind of like gray and brick? Yeah. Okay, it, yeah. It's it's very very modern. It is a, um, it has a modern slick looking uh, look to it for sure. Yeah. I like the I like the style. It's definitely it, it's a definitely a it's interesting when you have these really classic brands that kind of go with more modern looks. Like you got um, Old Forester went really modern, even though it's been around for a long time. Bullet is another example of that. Uh, Woodford even to an extent. Yeah, it, it's interesting to see like these brand new uh, buildings that are super modern and you know like kind of like a Jim Beam or a Wild Turkey have kind of more modern buildings as well. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's going to show that we have style, we have class, we have the heritage, but we're going to stay up with the times. Yeah, they they kind of want to produce a new. They're like rebranding the face of it while still keeping the actual product the right. same as it's been for years and years and years. And they clearly know what they're doing. This is one of I mean, bullet sells. It sells. <laughs> it Andy. sells like none other. I mean, I, I mean, you can find it on the shelves in pretty much at least every liquor store I've been into. Um, Every bar I've been to as well, I don't think you wouldn't find a bottle of at least one bottle of bullet there, even if even if it's just like their well bourbon that they use. Yeah, um, I mean, just back in 2015 alone, the annual sales they had annual sales of 500,000 nine liter cases per year in 2015, um, and I think they've only gotten more popular since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely say that, and I I think they've actually had a few that have had some. Uh, Awards, if I remember, I wouldn't be surprised doing the research. Um, it's now ranked twelfth among whiskeys, right behind Johnny Walker, uh, which is also a Diego brand. Yeah, Diageo brand. Diageo, another, yeah, yeah, another Diageo uh, brother yeah. there. So I mean, it's it's clearly based off that. It's a popular bourbon. It sells because it's it's good. They they know what they're doing. They continue to just pump out, even if it's not one of those ones that might be always. You know, top of the line or sells or wins all the gold and everything, right. or is priced super expensive. It's gonna, they know what they're doing. They're moving, they sell. They're moving units for yeah. sure. And they're they're that new distillery that you were talking that we were talking about. It's actually capable of producing 1.8 million proof gallons annually, and they're gonna need every single one of those gallons because this shit flies yeah. off the shelf, it, it and goes. for good reason. Yeah, I'm, no, I, I'd agree with you there. I mean, it's it's one that uh, at least at the standard fare. I mean. The you know the bullet bourbon their bullet rye which actually is um that's a sourced rye mm-hmm. uh, MGP out of Lawrenceburg Indiana actually um, produces that one and that's their ninety five percent if I have my if I have my research right on it I think is their ninety five percent rye mash bill out of MGP oh gotcha 
And they have a few others there. They're a tenure, they're barrel strength, and they're blender select. I haven't really ever been able to find the barrel strength or the blender select. I've only been able to find like just the regular bullet, the bullet rye, and the bullet tenure. Pretty much like standardly been able to find it uh, day in and day out. Um, but that's that's their standard fare. And clearly, I mean, like you were saying, they move a lot of that product. And for good reason. Um, and, you know, it, it's something that they're not just about the, producing the bourbon. They want to sit here and, you know, do um, good things for the environment, good things for society as well. Um, yeah. Even pre-COVID, before that, you know, they had uh, foundations and different funds and stuff set up to help the hospitality industry, like, sitting there. Um, I don't remember how much they actually had put up for that. Um, on their web- You can check it out on their website. They have something there. But they had a fund set up to help the hospitality industry. And I think either this year in- or in 2019, they actually um, had another project with uh, the American Forests I think the American Forest Society to over the next five years plants around a million trees, which, you know, is, is, I mean, is good for the environment, obviously, but also once those trees are mature enough is going to help the bourbon industry because you got to have somewhere to put the bourbon and the barrels are made out of um, wood, right. not anything else. So they kind of kind of helps everybody in that regard yeah i think because of things like that because of the great taste at such an affordable price they really kind of have bullet has developed this like uh cult following almost it's a very they have a very strong passionate fan base you have a lot of people who uh like diy types who completely repurpose the bottles where they turn them into these uh lamps or uh, soap dispensers or candles or um you know you put can put kind of like spices and things in it like that Uh, i've seen them made you know made into ashtrays i actually have a uh wood for ashtray but you see a lot of stuff happening like that with bullet because yeah. I think people like the brand so much because the, the bottle is so um, unique in, in a lot yeah. of ways. It has that um, kind of distinctive vintage style bottle. They've actually had gone into lawsuits and uh, legal battles over um, really? the over the the, the, the the shape of the bottle. Redemption Whiskey fought them over trademark infringement in federal court uh, because they um, they thought the uh, basically the bottle was their style and that it was being stolen from them basically. Um, but you know they called a clear canteen shaped bottle with rounded shoulders and the name kind of branded right into the glass and they said that was stealing uh, but the court ultimately ruled that bullet was not infringing on their copyright um, good thing because people freaking love this brand they love this bottle and yeah. that would have been a real blow of course oh yeah definitely I mean that I mean that's something that you know is for anybody that knows bullet I mean that's like an easy thing that you can just like gravitate towards you just see it. And you're like, I know that's bullet because of, and at least, you know, like you said, John, we have their rye, we have their regular bourbon here. Another thing that they kind of have is they intentionally offset the label a little bit instead of having it, it um, just straight across. It's kind of a little bit off kilter, um, just a bit to make it look that much more unique right. on the shelf. Absolutely. Yeah. I never even, yeah, I, even, I never even noticed that really, but yeah, definitely it, it catches your eye. You see that the green uh, band there or the orange band there, you're going to probably, you're probably going to spot that. Yeah. I it's, agree with you. I also think this is one of the best crossover, um, whiskeys I've ever had. Like if you're someone who is big into rye, but not crazy about bourbon, try out this bourbon. Yeah. You're going to really like this. If you're into rye, if you like, you're really going to like it. If you're someone who's into bourbon, not so sure about going into the rye, 
start off with this, you know, reintroduce bullet bourbon into your life if you don't have it there right now and transition into the to the bullet rye because I think this is one of the most, uh, you know, tasty and uh, just closely connected crossover bourbon rye yeah. combos that is out there. No, I'd, I'd agree with you. And I mean, at the price point, I mean, they're what, about 25, 30 bucks? Yeah, I it think was 30 here? bucks for a liter. Oh, wow. Yeah, of the, wow. of the bourbon. Yeah, so I mean, it's great introductory bourbon to be able to do that with and afford. So absolutely, you know that's it's good to do. Of course. All right, Andy, what do you think? Is it that time? Should we go ahead and jump on into the tastings? I I definitely think it's that time. Yeah. All right, let's do it, folks. If you will, uh, of course, let's start off with the nose, uh, transition to the palate, and then the finish. Um, I'm very excited about this because this is one of the tastier uh, bourbons, especially at this price point. Price point, in my opinion. Very uh, smooth, smooth smell. I think. Yeah, yeah. Is there's not many too, too many like sharp edges there. I mean, it's a well-rounded, smooth bourbon. Yeah. Uh, nothing jumps up too much crazy, like mm-hmm. I was saying, on the nose on it. A little bit of I'm getting a little bit of vanilla, like an orange, orange yeah. finish kind of there. Uh, you, you get that like caramely cherry oak as you do in most bourbons, and in, in the nose yeah. there as well. Yeah, I, I get a lot, honestly, a lot more like the oak and the vanilla yeah. and the orange there a lot of than it. maybe cherry. But I, I'm getting, I, I, I didn't, I didn't smell cherry. I was feeling most caramel and and the oak and the vanilla and orange as well. That's what I'm yeah. getting. Let's see how it tastes. It's a very sweet, very smooth taste. Yeah, right off the bat. Um. Although on the finish, you kind of get a little bit of like those rye spices, that spiciness there. Yeah, you get a little peppery spice at the end for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you get you and you. I think that oak taste is kind of smooth, consistent throughout the whole yeah. the whole palate there. Yeah, I, I kind of get the very very bourbon forward, then a high rye, and then the oak kind of finishes it out. A lot of spice smooths it all out. A lot of spiciness at the end. Yeah, though, even though I think it's very smooth, and then you get that little kick. It's like. Don't worry, like we're um, we're still a bourbon, guys. Yeah, we're not all rye. I, I think it's honestly very a very good tasty bourbon. I'm a big fan. I I have to agree with you. At this price point, uh, you can't complain. It's a good daily drinker. Right, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's a very good daily drinker. I think that that really hits it on the head. There's a movie. Yeah. Um, uh, it's called That Awkward Moment, and it, it gets a lot of shit because it looks like a fucking like a girl like a chick flick for guys almost but it's actually a pretty funny movie it's got zach efron miles teller and michael b jordan in it and they actually there's a scene where they are getting drunk and like having a good time and they're drinking i think it's the bourbon from bullet it could be the rye i'm not positive i'll have to go back and double check and confirm with you guys um but this i always think of uh bullet when i think of that when i watch that movie i always think of that movie when i when i drink bullet and this is one like i said it's one of the first bourbons i really got started on and I've liked the taste from the beginning. I'm also a big rye guy, but I think it really is good, if, uh, especially for someone who is into rye. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd have to agree with you there. It's good all around. Right. Speaking of which, let's uh, go ahead and uh, we'll finish up our drinks, and then we're going to go ahead and do a, uh, a tasting of the of the Bullet 95 Rye Frontier Whiskey. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Now we're going to move on to the Bullet 95 Rye Whiskey. Um, this is obviously... Uh, a crowning jewel for Bullet because they are so heavy on their rye. Um, and we're going to see uh, how it holds up. You ready, Andy? Let's uh, start with the nose yeah. here. Ooh, immediately for me, I get a little bit more of that ethanol, a little bit more alcohol burn 
on it for me. Definitely. Um, it's still it's, pretty. I think it's still pretty smooth. But it's definitely yeah. comes at you. It's a little. It it punches you in the face a little harder than the than the bourbon for sure. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Um, you notice those spices a little more. Yeah, notice that definitely. Some of, like I was saying, some of the to me at least, I pull off some of the ethanol with it. Still, a little bit. yeah, absolutely. Still but, a little, still a little sweetness. I don't want yeah. to call it vanilla, but it's like uh, it's some kind of like sweet fruitish. Uh, I can't, I can't place it though. It's got a little sweetness to it though. I think. Yeah, I, I can kind of, I can kind of get that, like some sweetness, but primarily it's just so heavy on that rye spice there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that it kind of almost. It's definitely a backseat. It's definitely a backseat yeah. driver on that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and give it a taste. Heavy on the oak. Ooh. I'd say heavy on the oak, but for me, I'm actually pulling out more of the... The oak is almost even taking more of a backseat to the spices there for me. I'm getting like a lot of... Like a little bit of maybe anise in there. Okay. Uh, a little bit of nutmeg. See, I get the spice. spice. I get the spice for sure, but I still get a lot of brown sugary type sweetness. I think yeah. I can really place it a lot better with the palate than I could with the nose. It's kind of that, I was like, what is that sweetness? It's kind of like a brown sugary sweetness mixed yeah. with that oak, but you do have a lot of spice at the end for me, especially. Um, but like you're kind of, you feel like you get more spice and I get a little more of that oaky sweetness. Yeah. The, I mean, it, yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of, and that's just, highlights the difference in palates but i mean i still get some of that oak and spice um oak and sweetness there just more heavy on the spice for me personally yeah very oaky after after taste for me as well yeah no I, i'd agree with you there it kind of jumps like for me it jumps straight into the spice and then kind of mellows out into the sweetness and the oakiness i gotcha yeah i get that uh, i get yeah. that i get kind of the spice yeah i get that the spice is like I think with the um, the bourbon, you got the spice more towards the end, and I feel like yeah. the rye, the spice is a little more up front. It's, Absolutely, yeah, no, I'd agree with you there. And it's something that for me, I mean, personally, going back to this now because this is the first time in a while that I've had their rye. Uh, actually, to be honest with you, I prefer their rye over their regular bourbon. Oh wow! Personally, now that's surprising to me. Yeah, because I feel like you're more of a bourbon guy. Traditionally, yeah, but a lot of times I will if a brand, if a distillery has a uh, rye, if it's a good rye, typically I'll trend towards that rye over the standard bourbon, but it kind of depends. Gotcha. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's it from us here today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are available on all platforms. So you can subscribe, leave a review, and listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. Listen to it, post it on social media, follow us on Instagram and Facebook for um, at Distilled Discussions. Uh, I believe it's at underscore, at Distilled underscore Discussions on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, make sure you're getting out there informing the entire world of Distilled yeah. Discussions so everyone can enjoy enjoy um the the, uh the tombra of andy and Maya's voices while we sip this magical elixir um i uh, will say just to cut in on you here we now actually have a facebook page as well so go check that out as well we'll be posting there uh more regularly now that we have that up and running so um you know we'll try and post on both instagram and facebook for it now so keep on the lookout if we're not posting on one we're posting on the other if not both 
There it is, friends. Have a great rest of your week. Pour yourself another whiskey. I know with some of the things going on currently, you're probably going to need it. And don't (laughs) worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.